0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Wow, what a great day to be alive, eh? What a great day to be alive because every day there's an opportunity for mission in our world. For mission in our world. Today our focus, you know, over the, the four weeks we're focusing upon foundation, family, mission, uh, the Holy Spirit and mission. And, um, you know, Pastor Dan uh, preached an amazing message last Sunday morning about calling upon the Holy Spirit to break our routine, calling upon the Holy Spirit to break our heart, calling upon the Holy Spirit to break our temple mentality, I've got to tell you, we get that church, we win the world. We win the world. We get a hold of that and embrace it into our lives. Use the time we have to to make a difference in the world. Now, next week I'll be speaking on foundation and uh, out of Romans chapter 10. And verse 9 of, of chapter 10 says, If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So there's only really two types of people in the whole world there's those who believe, and then there's, there's those who don't believe. And just declaring that with your mouth is really only halfway there. We must believe in our heart. Must believe in our heart. And what we believe in our heart is always demonstrated by the way we live our lives. It's a silent indicator. You can't escape it. If we turn to the book of Acts today, chapter 8. I'm going to read the story of Philip and the Ethiopian in verse 26. It says now an angel of the lord said to philip go south to the road the desert road that goes down to from jerusalem to gaza so he started out and on his way he met an ethiopian eunuch an important official in charge of all the treasury of the kandake which means queen of the ethiopians this man had gone to jerusalem to worship And on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. How can I? He said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip. To come up and sit with him. This was uh, the passage of Scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearers is silent. He did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip. Tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. I love the story of Philip. I love the story of Philip. I mean, here is a man filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, and a passion for the gospel to be preached throughout the whole world. I love that. Persecution came to the church. And as you know that, you know, just not long before this, Stephen, one of his mates, was, was stoned to death for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And they were scattered. They just scattered them. You know, they went, they went out of Jerusalem. They were scattered, but it didn't shut them up. So God sent Philip, set him up with a divine appointment, a divine appointment. God used one man to save a nation. Philip led this Ethiopian to the Lord and and of course he went back to his country with the gospel message and the church in Africa was born. We don't know what divine appointment God has for you. We don't know what divine appointment that the Holy Spirit is gonna set up for you. It's powerful. Let's see what we can learn from Philip. First thing we know is that he listened for the Holy Spirit. In verse 29 of that passage, it says the Spirit told Philip, go to, the, to that chariot and stay near it. Started in verse 26. Started in verse 26 when the angel told him to go down to the desert road between Jerusalem and Gaza. Now they were staying in a town called Sebestes in Samaria. And the reason they were there was because it was full of Gentiles. That was a place where a lot of the Romans settled after, you know, uh, Israel was conquered. And so the place was about, you know, 6,000 Gentiles lived in this town. And the disciples knew that if we go there, no Jews going to turn up. They won't have anything to do with the Gentiles. That's a good place for us to hide and be safe particularly with the soldiers and the Apostle Paul, well, not the Apostle Paul that time, but Saul was, was out to, you know, destroy them. The Holy Spirit comes along and says, go down to the desert road. I mean, that's it. That's it, go down to the desert road. You know, the desert road was like 80 kilometres long, 80K long. Nothing specific was given. Yet Philip just got up and went. He just got up and went. How exciting is this? Did you find that exciting? It's like a real faith walk. It's like God speaks and you're like, okay. I don't know what this looks like. I don't know where this is going to end up. I I don't know too much about this, but I know it's God, and that's enough for me, and you take that first step. That's exciting. First step upon a God, appointment for your life. It's a walk of faith. And because he was obedient in verse 26, because he was obedient, the angel got more specific in this uh, verse 29 where he says, you know, now, now go to that chariot. And stay near it. So he's narrowed the 80k, you know, uh, appointment down to one specific place with one specific person. He was leaving a safe place. He was safe in Samaria to go back to a hot zone because the Holy Spirit told him go. Incredible courage. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we live by faith and not by sight. And one of my most favourite scriptures in the Bible, Galatians two twenty, he says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, listen to it, but Christ lives in me. See, that's just not saying a prayer, that's believing in your heart. Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, today, now, every opportunity, the the life I now live, who knows he's a now God and a now appointment and a now opportunity and a now salvation for the people in your world. Absolutely. I now live in the body. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It would have been a lot easier if the angel had just gone straight to the eunuch, wouldn't it? I mean, why take a guy all the way from Samaria down to this uh, appointment to tell the same message that the angel could have appeared to the eunuch and said, mate, I I know the scripture you read and I'll tell you all about it. Why why would they do that? Because God wanted Philip to partner to partner with Him in the gospel message. God wants co-laborers, co-workers, partners with this amazing truth, this amazing message that can transform people's lives. He wants you a part of it. The challenge for us today is, are we listening to the Holy Spirit? That's the challenge in the white noise and the noise of our world, are we, are we listening to the Holy Spirit? You know, late 1994, many of you know this story, but, you know, I was sitting at my work. I ran a business. I was sitting at my desk and, uh, you know, I, I heard of something happening in Canada, that God was moving, that there was some awakening or some revival or something, and the Spirit of God just, I had to be there. I had to be there. I was on a plane the next day to Canada. Came back to Australia and Annie and I sat down and, and just, we knew this was God. We didn't know what was next. We didn't know what was going to happen. But we knew God had an appointment for us. And they said, would you plant a church in Ormo? And we said, uh, kids, kids. You know, what do you reckon? Let's do it. It was that spiritual. It was that spiritual. I sat the kids down. I said, listen, they've asked us to plant a church. I said, I don't want to do it if you guys aren't in on it. I said, we do it as a family or we don't do it at all. And Shane, being 16, my son, he said, oh, yeah, sure, Dad. If we say no, you'll say no. As any 16-year-old would reply. I said, absolutely. We do this as a family or we don't do it at all. And he went, whoa, okay, Dad, I'm in. I'm in. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you about? What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you about? Maybe there's something, and this has just come right now, maybe there's something that you've been talking yourself out of for a long time. Amen? You know, you know deep in here, you know the Spirit of God is talking to you. But up here it's like, nah, I don't see how that's going to happen. I don't know how that's going to happen. I just don't, I can't put all the pieces together. I can't figure it out. Let me encourage you today. Neither could Philip. The angel said, just go, go to a pinprick in 80 kilometres and I'll tell you the next step. Second thing he did was that he asked the question in verse 30. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet and he asked this question. He said, do you understand what you're reading? Philip is still not sure what this is all about yet. Not a lot of fine detail. Up to this point, he's just doing what the Holy Spirit told him to do, get up and go, and then go and stand next to this chariot. And then the opportunity arised. He was obedient, he stood beside the chariot, and he went, Oh, okay. I know that scripture. Prophet Isaiah. I know what to do. That's my intro. That's my intro. Do you understand what you're reading, mate? Excuse me. Do you understand what you're reading? Do you understand? That's the question we must ask every person in our world. Listen to me. We must ask them that question. Do you understand? Do you understand? Do you understand that there's forgiveness? Do you understand that there's hope? Do you understand that there's a better life just waiting, waiting? Do you understand the opportunity is right in front of you? It's right before you to engage Jesus Christ, the Saviour of the world. Do you understand that Jesus is our Saviour? And that's our responsibility to ask that question. Do you understand That's why it's so important to listen to the Holy Spirit. Acts 15, 8 says, God who knows the heart showed that he accepted them just as he did to us. He accepted them just as he did to us. See, man looks at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. God looks at the heart. And he'll lead us to the right person. At the right time, all we have to do is ask that question Do you understand? Do you understand what all this is about? You know, the, the world has that, um, that uh, Are You Okay Day. Have you heard of that? Mental Health Day. Brilliant concept. Brilliant. Where we just in conversation say to somebody with us, Are you okay? Are you okay? And even if they go, you know, the typical Aussie, yeah, mate, fine, great, yeah, yeah, good, yeah, good, yeah, good, yeah, good. (laughs) But who knows, maybe they'll go away and go, you know what, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Maybe that'll just be the trigger that will cause them to pick up a phone or maybe to chat to a brother or a friend or a sister or a it's just asking that question. And it's the same principle for every believer in this room today, the people in our world, you gotta ask them that question. Do you understand? Do you get this? Do you know what we're actually talking about when we talk about salvation? Because it's so important that, that we need to understand what happens when we die. And who knows, we're all going to do that. That's a given. Two things you can guarantee on in life, taxes and death. We're all going to die. Then what? Do you understand that, it, that, it's, that it's not about this? It's about that. It's about spending eternity with Christ or without Christ. Because only those who believe, confess with their mouth and believe in their heart, will spend eternity with Christ and without Christ. Now you can debate what that looks like. I've heard many versions on, on both sides, but the reality is, if I've got an opportunity to go with Christ, I'm going with Christ. I don't think people understand that. They look at denomination, they look at the church, they look at the, 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 the imperfections of the church and of Christian people and all that's true, all that happens. But do you understand it's bigger than that? Now, it's not our responsibility the decision they make, amen? I mean, they make their own call as we have done, but they've got to understand there's a choice and that's the believer's mission. That's the believer's mission, to ask that question. To ask that question, forget all that, forget all this, forget all the other. Do you understand where this is all going to go one day? You understand that we're going to have to one day, all of us, all of humanity, will stand before our Creator God and give an account of our life? Do you understand that? A big question, amen. Big question to understand. You know, they, they don't even think about it. And neither do we most of the time. The third thing today, you've got to speak what you believe. In verse 35, it says, Then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture and told him The good news about Jesus. As soon as he was asked, as soon as he was asked, the eunuch in verse 34 said, Tell me, please, what is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? As soon as he was asked, Philip began to speak what he believed. And there's plenty of good news. There's plenty of good news to tell. I don't know about you, but Jesus has been good news for me. I don't know about you, but Jesus has been good news for me. From where I come from, from my history, from the generations that have gone before me, to what I live in today, not perfect, but absolutely blessed. Because all my life, He has been faithful. All my life, He has been so, so good i got some good news. i got some good news I can talk about. I can talk for hours about the good things that God has done in my life. The difference that God has made in my life is amazing. Annie and I could tell you decades, decades of the Spirit of God moving upon our lives. Wow. Not every day, but continually moving upon our lives. And I I, I know I could tell you testimony after testimony, but you know what? I'd rather show you. I would rather show you the goodness of God upon my life. I would rather show you that that God has blessed me for a purpose, not just bless me. He's blessed me, absolutely. Thank you, Jesus. I love that. But I want to show you what that blessing can do. I wanna show you what that blessing can do. That's what mission is all about. Sometimes our actions speak louder than words. We need to speak what we believe, but also act on what we believe. Talking about missions today, we're talking about missions. It's not a department in our church, it is the church. It is everyone who believes is on mission, is on mission. It's what sets us apart. It's the very core of the Christian church. It's what sets us apart because we are born again to make a difference in this world. We are born again to make a difference in this world. Not just go to heaven one day. We are compelled to care. We're compelled to care. We are the church We must make a difference in our world and it's it's true as individuals and collectively as a church, I love the stats, Stevie. I don't know where you are, but I love the stats. You know, I love the thousands, the thousands, the thousands, the thousands of people that have been touched by your blessing, by your kindness, by your faithfulness, by your obedience, by your mission, by your mission. I love that. One of the greatest joys for me over the last 26 years. And we would take teams to India, you know, twice a year. And uh, I watch the people that come on the first time, come on the first team, you know, and it's like India is confronting. India is confronting. But when you get past the the cultural shock and you start to see the hearts of the people, you watch their faces just light up. Light up. Why? Because purpose has come. Purpose has come. It's more than existence, it's purpose. It's purpose. It's more than being blessed, it's purpose. And you heard all those wonderful testimonies this morning. Boy, when I first went over, Pastor John Kumar, he was a boy. He was a boy. I worked with his dad for many, many years, and we did a lot of work together, but he's taken over the mantle after Dad died, and the mission has just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And people often say to me, man, this, this work you're doing in India is significant. It's, it's way bigger than I imagined. It's huge. But you know what, really? It's just 26 years of just another step. Just another step. Just another step. Faithful with the little. Faithful with the little. Faithful with the little. And after 26 years, it's a lot. It's a lot. When we're faithful with the little, speak what you believe. Demonstrate it. Act it out. Let me ask you the same question. I'm talking to believers right now, here and at home. If you're a believer, I'm asking you this question today Do you believe? Then do you understand? If you believe, do you understand what all this is about? That there's a mission that belongs to all of us? And one day we're going to have to stand before our Savior and our Lord and give an account. Amen? And I know you like me, trust me, you like me want to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. There's a golf course off to your left. Now they say you can tell the difference between heaven and hell, is that hell has golf courses, but no golf balls. (laughs) It's got to be hell. (laughs) Do you understand? Do you understand? What we have richly been given is about mission. And we need to not just believe, we need to act and be a part of what God is doing in our divine opportunity. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen. He's talking. Listen. Father, I thank you today for each one and everyone online at home. I thank you, Lord, for this this word that you've divinely appointed to us today we can take our eyes off this and that and and put it upon the purpose. The purpose. We are blessed. And you are so faithful. You are so good. Help us, equip us, build us. To touch our world. Each one, everyone is valuable to you. Amen. Amen.